0: Hi everybody, Russ and my hammers eleven. Hope you're all safe and well. For new channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell icon so you're made aware of any time we put new content on. Make sure you hit that bell icon as well because obviously we're doing all the um, all the games live live game shows every week for Iron supporting food banks. I've got my badge on. Thank you, John. From there, I hope to raise twenty thousand pounds by the end of September, and we're at about 15, sixteen grand now. So. Uh, still a couple of weeks left so hopefully we'll do that um today's guest um he hasn't been he hasn't been too well Bless him but he's he's fighting fit enough to chat to us it's Matt Lorenzo hi Matt how are you
1: all right so I'm good thanks
0: yeah as I was saying you, you've had a you had you had it didn't you, you
1: yeah had I, had, it. I was an early adopter had it, um, late March early April for about three weeks middle week was a bit dodgy um but I'm all right now as I say there's just a few things it's got a long tail as my doctor said so you still feel a bit odd um but I'm, I'm trying to remember how unfit i was uh, to see whether i'm as unfit as i was before probably about the same
0: <laughs> i know what you mean it was the same my, my my wife said to me the other day she uh she weighed herself and she went oh i put so much weight on and i said but how do you know did you weigh yourself before you went into lockdown and she went no i said well <laughs> how, how do you know i know i have but it doesn't matter but um apart from that obviously you've been busy obviously there I, I saw the the, the raised news show on monday that was good that was good. Yeah, it's,
1: uh, it's nice to see it go up. We did it about two years ago. It was a simple idea. Ray, uh, who I knew through West Ham and, and mutual friends, there's a guy called Russell True. Anybody who goes to the Arnold Hills will know Russell. He's the first one in there and the last one to leave. Uh, and we have a, a great time at every home game, sometimes almost always, despite the football. Anyway, he introduced me to Ray a few years ago. And uh, we got together with Bruno Zocala, who's a mate of mine who runs a few restaurants. And we thought it would be a good idea, for rain to do a, th- a show on sicily where he lives part of the year and loves bruno to get a bit of publicity for his restaurants and me to do a bit of tv which i'm supposed to know something about anyway so we just three of us went around sicily for a month and came up with a six-part series which went out on blaze uh on somewhere on the sky grid yeah. uh, on monday night
0: yeah, it was great no i loved it it was um and, and, and just, I mean, it, it so suits Ray living in Sicily, doesn't it? It just suits his persona, I think, the way, he, the way he, sort of, he loves. He absolutely adores the place, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, he does. A friend of his who was Sicilian took him there on holiday once. And he fell in love with the place. And uh, yeah, he, um, he's got a great affinity for the people. Uh, hmm. They're simple working class people. They're very loyal, very family oriented, very friendly. And uh, he's built himself a house there, which is lovely uh and he's sort of very proud of them and he wanted to do it a bit for the for their country and it's a it's an absolutely fabulous place it's a lot bigger than you, you might think it is but uh, it's a it's untouched it's not like many uh places that you go to it's um it's as though um no one's been there before um and it's, some of the scenery is, is fantastic and they do like a drop of wine which yeah. helps yeah
0: this is probably one, one of the one of the difficult things around about having the older cv 19 is the whole uh, taste of smell one of my when my bosses had it and, and he loves his wine and so he, he still hasn't got his taste back and so he's absolutely gutted at the moment uh, particularly with the pubs open because he can't drink anything he can't taste it but uh, oh well but at least you know the season's about to kick off how exciting we all must be very excited Matt for a season ahead
1: last Saturday um, <laughs> and I'm wondering uh, I'm wondering how much of that was due to the tweet that Mark Noble put out the night before. I, I, I described that as cataclysmic. Um, it's, it's not often that the captain of a club will criticise the club in that way so openly. Um, and he, he said he was angry. I'm sure he could have gone a lot further. And that that would hint at some form of disunity and some gulf between yeah. the owners. Uh, and the team uh and i I think that may have been reflected on Saturday afternoon. I hope that was part of the reason because the the defense was uh Keystone cops at times, yeah
0: it was it was uh and 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 obviously I was there and and Bournemouth just looked up for it, they just looked up for it, you know, they just seemed to and so I just think you're right, I think you're just sort of sort of the as sort of the, the perfect storm we were sort of a bit sort of disgruntled, it seemed and then obviously Bournemouth came with their tails up and uh yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. See what happens at Newcastle. Obviously, but then we've got chelton on the Tuesday or yeah, Tuesday as well in the cup, so um, we haven't got time to mope, which is quite good.
1: Um, no, it's quite- I hope it's a temporary thing, although uh, you know, I, what can I say? I like to try and bite my lip over the next few minutes as to, yeah. to what's going on there behind the scenes, but put it this way, I've got some sympathy with Mark Noble, sure,
0: yeah. No, I understand that. No, I understand that, yeah. He's, I, I, I know what. I know what people mean, and and, and it, I mean, you know, it was his personal opinion, isn't it? And so it is what it is. And uh, as you said, it's one of those things which you don't know the effect it's having the team, but it's, it's galvanised the fan base. That's more than anything, I think. You know, the fan base is yeah. together than ever. So
1: well, I think they're quite lucky that um, the place is shut because if uh, if the crowd had been allowed in there this Saturday, I mean, and if Declan goes, which is uh, always a possibility, I think. Uh, You know they'll be luckier that there's
0: no one in that ground. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I get that totally. And also for the players themselves, you know, because you know we've they've played in quite hostile environments before, and you know it it doesn't particularly work well. Obviously, they haven't been been playing with no fans since restart, and. They did well you know they did all right you know it was like it just seemed to be a different team than than pre than pre-covid
1: um Um, positive side they were so much better at the end of the season it it was great to watch and and then again you say to yourself "Well, why couldn't have done that all season long certain players who you know haven't didn't pick their pull their fingers out maybe well you know when they should have done I sound very negative here but yeah you know, the, the problem is that you know we, we've got some good players we, we're actually the 18th richest club in the world christ knows how that is and you know so things could be a lot better yes
0: it could be it's on that's that's always the i love the way because I, I saw a big um, article about the finances and yeah we're the 18th rich on turnover not on not on profit so we t- we make 100 i think then we spent I think we made that year, we made 180 million, 190 million, but we spent 225 million because that was the Pellegrini era. And so yeah. it's like it's uh it's all swings and roundabouts. But uh yeah, we'll see what happens. but uh, when you watch the football, Matt, um obviously, you know, the football man, um, particularly at sort of restart, do you have the crowd noise on or the crowd noise off?
1: Oh, I have it off.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I have it off because uh, I like to hear him swearing if it's all <laughs> And they that's say. it's funny because I, I was lucky and I'm lucky and, and old enough to have been at the Seville game that we played behind closed doors. and that's when you realize that they are shouting at one another all the way through the game. Um, and I, I find that it's almost an improvement just to hear you know what's going on because you don't hear any of it when a crowd's there. and the other thing about the crowd noise is it's fake and you know, i don't I don't like it. The other thing is that sorry, some commentators, feel they have to make up for the lack of a crowd noise uh and they they mutter on and on and on and on i won't point any fingers but um (laughs) be nice if they just let it breathe Sometimes. Yeah,
0: well, I suppose yeah, it's it's a dead air type thing, isn't it? And so, yeah, I know what you mean. It's quite funny how many, I sort of people you talk to is it noise on and noise off. And most people are noise off because they like hearing swear words <laughs> during the day, yeah. and trying to get the commentators. Oh, apologies if you heard any yeah. any rude. What do you expect? It's not like it's it's not like it's a, you know a play school. It's a professional football. But I like listening to. It. I mean, obviously. I'm at the ground at the I'm at the ground for the games at the moment and it is really, really weird because it's like literally so quiet you can hear the journos typing literally there on their laptops, on their on their, on their Macs and stuff. And uh, I have to sometimes put like um I don't know, one of the YouTube channels watch alongs on just to have, you know, some sort of moany old people behind me like I was yeah. watching a normal game because uh, it's just too it's too weird out there. I've been to quiet games, but that's just too quiet for me. But um we'll see what happens. So you mentioned obviously, you know yeah, West Ham. Da, da, da. The, the first question I always ask, he says eight minutes in, which is not too bad for me is, um, is why is West Ham your club, Matt? What's your sort of origin story?
1: Uh, well, I inherited it uh, from my dad, like a few people would have done, I suppose he was um, the son of Italian immigrants, and they moved to um, a shop. Uh, my grandmother was a hairdresser and my dad, uh, my grandfather ran a sweet shop around the corner from the Berlin. So it was fairly simple for him to become a West Ham fan. And he was a fanatic, definitely a fanatic. I mean, they, they, they would, the clients in the hairdressers would know whether West Ham had won or not, because he'd walk in the front door if they won, and you'd hear the cat being kicked uh, around the back door if they hadn't. Um, so he he was a lifelong supporter. He, he became a journalist on the Stratford Express, and then the News Chronicle and the Daily Sketch, and then Uh, the old-style son. Anyway, all the way through, he was incredibly neutral about West Ham, Mm. and he became um, the first commentator on ITV on a show that went out in the late 60s called Star Soccer, and I was lucky enough to be able to follow him go to him with games. Billy Wright, who was the sports editor of ATV, who ran that, so that was a a tremendous privilege, and I used to go to games with my dad, kneel behind him uh, when he was commentating, occasionally try and correct him, and meet people like george best um uh you know uh, how privileged was i so it was football and, and and west ham as i say all the way through and my dad carried on uh he went worked on radio two sports on two uh would go to west ham games in the end he got banned from going to west ham games because of the bias it was just overwhelming um so yes it was down to him and i have two sons one of whom is uh, is west ham and the other one uh supports
0: liverpool out of spite i think yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Well, well you pass it down to, to one generation not not necessarily yeah and that's the thing i mean a lot of people get the um get it sort of passed down and it is almost like someone said to me the other day because he had a, a young son who was about three or four years ago was sort of mm, he's a west Ham fan but maybe i want to support liverpool now dad and um he said no keep with it keep with west ham and it's <laughs> character it's character building isn't it you know it's uh yes yeah, like yeah, like but it is i mean you know yeah... Have Being Liverpool's great, you know, we can beat all these teams all the time, but, you know, you get a bit blasé to it. We know, as you said, you know, the frustrating thing about restart was why couldn't we play like that all season? But that has always been West Ham. We know they yeah. turn up to the big games and it's we enjoy those big games because you have the peaks. They're not too many peaks, but when you have a peak, you enjoy it.
1: And I they think you're right. right. I mean, uh, yeah, well, they're, they're rarer, these peaks. But when you beat Spurs, when you beat Liverpool 3-0, yeah. when you beat Arsenal first ones to be with their lovely new ground that, that's you remember things like that it's quite petty but you do and yes. i think there's something about it's the hope that kills you the pain that keeps you coming back um and there's you know fortune's always hiding goes to the rick and that, that's about right isn't it it
0: is, it is. it's like a someone liking it to an abusive relationship in that <laughs> you, you keep going back and you make them a nice dinner and you turn up thinking they're going to change but they don't change but you you have this all you know, and every season I'm the same. I think it's going to be our season. And then, you know, after about, you know, half-time at the Newcastle game or something, I'll be back to reality for the year. But it is, it is what it is. But uh, do you remember your first game, Matt, West Ham game?
1: Um, I can't think of a particular game. I, I seem to remember a 5 all between... I haven't, should have looked this up so i would be yeah. clear about A 5 all between West Ham and Chelsea. There were lots of games like that yeah and uh, again I was privileged because my dad would take me he'd be in the press box and I'd go with him um and he'd get me the extra ticket not from the club so much as he would know the commissionaires so they go hello Pete when he walked in and then he'd go hello Sid how are you and then he'd say how's Mabel now that was class to know the bloke's wife's name and that way we would get ushered in so I i I'd, I'd get to watch the game I mean, I I tried it out, actually, a while ago. It was still at the Berlin. And I took a mate I said, let's just see if I can BS my way in here. And I got all the way in, right up to the director's box, past the stewards, right into the director's lounge, because I knew people all the way along. But we were playing Chelsea, and because the director's box was full, we got rumbled and kicked out. But it was just to see if you could still do that. Don't think I could do it nowadays.
0: I did it once. In in the states at the um, at the Red Bulls arena when I went to see the Red Bulls, I was, I was out there for a, little, a few months, and um, you know I, I blagged my way in saying I was <laughs> I was West. <laughs> because <laughs> i because at west ham i turn up four hours before a game anyway it's like because yeah. we have to set up so that's my assumption that you do and obviously there was no fans around and some bloke was like you're right. you, you look a bit lost and i said oh yeah well you know and i said oh I'm yeah I'm, I'm from west ham united um i'm sort of doing he went, oh come in come in i've got a free hat a free scarf a little tour around he said don't forget to tell them how great we are at new york rebels I, I won't i won't thank you very much yeah, but yeah that's, the, that's the only time i'd get away with that no, nowhere else but um but uh yeah but and that's the thing it's like as you said you know you've i think that's the thing about being a west ham fan as well you, you had the memories of going with your dad obviously going with one of your sons it, that's what it is i think that's what people miss is that sort of family connection which they haven't had since lockdown you know it's um you can watch as many games as you want on telly but you know the sooner we get everyone back the better i think in terms yeah, of um, you know i mean i know they're doing all the they've done the test game i think They've got the get i think the the women's west ham women's matches is, is one of the test games they're doing as well um so we'll see what happens but uh yeah anyway we talk about nostalgia that's what we do in this channel we don't talk about the current people the current uh situation at west ham um anyway let's go and talk to you about about your 11 matt so um the whole like concept is is the hammer's 11 really so the idea is we interview people we find out about why west ham whether it's players or or fans and then we find out about their 11 so the 11 players that. Might have meant something to, them, might not have meant something to, them. might be, you know, the, the shit is eleven. It doesn't really matter, but it's eleven players. Uh, the only rule is you have to be alive to have seen them play. Um, as we said on, as we said on, on Twitter, I can't put Bobby Moore in, but I could put in someone else, for example, uh, you know, Gary Breen. But we're not going to utter him in the same sentence. Um, and and that's what we do. So we go through each, each of the players and find, you know, obviously you have your stories and memories about why you've picked those players. So um, we'll start off in goal, Matt. We'll start off and go who's your keeper for the lorenzo 11.
1: uh well it'd be phil parks uh, as the best keeper i saw uh, in a west ham shirt um I, I think he he galvanized the team when he came over it was an awful lot of money which was a huge a huge thing to you know a burden really but he he overcame that and he was part of uh one of the most exciting teams or the exciting periods that, that the club had so it'd be him i've got from Memories of others, though. Bobby Ferguson, I used to watch from the North Bank, and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mervyn Day as well. Um, And Ludo Mishkoslo, I can't say the name properly. I remember I took my son to um, Chapel Heath because he was a a keen goalkeeper in his youth, you know, 11 or 12. Um, We were just walking around, and Ludo said hello, and said, I said he wants to be a keeper. And he gave him one-on-one coaching along with uh, the other goalkeepers for about 20 minutes, which I think was uh brilliant, a lovely guy. So yeah, a number of keepers, but I'd say the best would have to be Parksy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And he's just just turned seventy as well, Mr. Parks has. Yeah. So yeah, good luck to him. Good luck to him. He grow he grew his uh grew his hair back for it, apparently, Marie told me. So uh his daughter. So that's a so blessing. Right, we'll put um Phil in. Um are we, are we playing a, a straight four four two, Matt?
1: Um well uh, play oh, I four four two and I used to um, when I hosted the football for Sky and for ITV, yeah. you sit next to people like Glenn Hoddle uh, and David Pleat. I remember as well, and they just see a different game to you. I don't. know yeah. I, I knew knew they were. They, did, they just do everything, and they're talking about moves, and they they switch to a three, and it's going for a four. I couldn't work any of that out, uh, to be honest. So I wouldn't know if it was a four three three, uh, a ten one, or whatever. But I'd have this fallback. Yeah. Um, one of my fallbacks, I'd have Tomka, Ray Stewart, definitely. Yeah. Uh, again, from the same period, um I, lo- I like the way he took penalties. Never ever missed. um Rarely missed. uh He was great in the tackle and a thoroughly decent human being. I saw him in uh, one of the hospitality lounges, hostility, hospitality hospitality <laughs> lounges last year, and I was talking to him. Then a mate of mine came up with his son, and I suppose it happens. A lot, doesn't it? You, you sort, of, you want to tell the kid that this is a great player, but yeah, they don't, without. they don't really, they don't get it, do they? I suppose it's, it happens to everyone. I did it with my own son. We, um we were on holiday, and I bumped into Kenny Dalglish. Sounds like name dropping, but I, I get on very well with Kenny, and we went for lunch together. And my son was with us. He was about twelve. um So we had a nice two-hour lunch, and we're walking home, you know, back to the villa afterwards. I said, "Well, how about that?" I said, you, "You had lunch with Kenny Dalglish," and he went who is he you know so i suppose that's a a generational thing but we've got from that from ray stewart to that but back to ray lovely man very nice man great player um he would be worth a fortune in this day and age oh yeah definitely
0: it's a lovely man we've had we've had plenty of chats when, when everything gets back to normal he's been he's coming on the channel and phil is actually as well um you know they, they don't like doing all the all the zoom stuff so not very technical so yeah no, that'd be good so good old ray uh you carry on mate. you go for the team as you want mate you, whatever you know formation you want to do i'm not bothered you just you just um, carry on with your 11.
1: well the other four back would be uh frank lampard senior um I, I, but the best game I ever saw, it wasn't probably wasn't the best game of football I ever saw, but it was the, the most exciting game was the replay in 1980. Uh, when we beat Everton, mm. uh, and the goalie score was just fantastic. It was like being plugged into the mains when that happened. Mm. And I, I think he's another character. I did the, the film on Bobby Moore a couple of years ago and we interviewed Frank for that mm. and it was brilliant. I mean, the way he spoke about Bobby and, and about the old times, uh, you know you don't you don't get that sort of uh loyalty uh nowadays you just don't i think football is a mercenary by comparison mm. um and what he did with his own son is brilliant i know frank uh, had a rough ride when he was at west ham but he would always be you know there at training in the afternoon as well as the morning He always do the extra i think that his dad taught him well and now i think the what the, the sky's the limit for frank lampard jr Probably off the the background, you know the grounding yeah. that he had. Yeah. yeah, definitely. No, he's no
0: good shout. And I think, is with, with, with Frank Senior, is he to me, and that's doing this sort of. This, I think we've had about one hundred and eighty or so guests, or something like that. And when uh, it's almost like Frank Senior's sort of not in that same bracket when you talk about the greats, and he should yeah. be. You know, he should be in this. He's, he played more games than. The very the most people in West Ham are Billy Bonds, I think, you know. Um, yeah. and he's not put in that same bracket, and it's a travesty, I think. I think because obviously the whole thing with Frank, with Harry, and, and 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 Frank Senior sort of not tarnished his his West Ham legacy, but it's um, it's a really it's a real shame, I think, because you know, over 600 appearances for a club is is phenomenal, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But, um, and it was a great, play Somebody you talk about your club, and then you know, you're, you're in a in a way you're in a bubble, uh, and you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know about the equivalent of sheffield wednesday or at leeds yeah, the player yeah. that they hold dear but you know i think he's worthy of uh, greater recognition and the same applies to bonzo who, who's next yeah. up um, i think did he get one england cap i don't know was that just I a of, one i think i think he was
0: meant to and he got injured or something like that
1: oh uh, well that's a disgrace barely what what a hero i mean just uh, people who are watching this um We'll know all about him, so I don't have to describe him. But I just seem to remember him being like Cachisse, like some sort of red Indian running around the place. When I went to Chapel Heath, they'd have the pre-season. They'd all go for a run before training started lapping, you know, like cross-country run. He'd always win it. He'd always be, you know, even if he was in his 30s. Um, And when he came back, when they named the stand after him, uh, I just hoped that I would bump into him, but I, I didn't. Um, I, mean, I I was on the same level uh, in one of those hospitality lounges, but I didn't see him. And then I'm walking out, and he just came out of um, the director's box, and I said, "Hello, all Think will he even recognise me? He said, how are you, man? It was great just to talk to him. What a what a nice decent man. When I was working on the Walthamstow Guardian, and I got to cover West Ham week in, week out, you would wait outside. The dressing room for the players to come out and bill would always be the first with four lagers that he whipped from the players now somewhere no time to talk to anybody straight out and he's the same today He's a family man um but anyway what a great player what a, an inspiration and yeah. how different to some of those wandering around wearing the shirt nowadays
0: yeah and i think you're right i think but i just think it's not just west ham i think as you said it's football like sort of modern football in general you they're all mercenaries now, aren't they? It's it's a it's a job now. It's not really a. I, I don't. You don't get. You get the exceptions to the rule like Martin Noble and stuff, but mm-hmm. you don't get players hanging around for more than three or four years. If you get that have a manager, you've done well either as well. It's uh. Yeah. You know you don't get sort of the, the John Lyles and stuff anymore. But um yeah, Billy Billy's in Bonzo's in. Who's next, Matt?
1: Um, Alvin Martin. Uh, he was again. I was on that local paper, and it was terrifying that you. I was about 19 you had to go to the ground yeah. or the training ground and and say hello to these people the good thing about album was that he was had arrived just about the same time so i was mm-hmm. new to it and he was new to it and i remember saying hello and him saying hello back and then i got our chief photographer to run off a load of extra photographs of him that i presented to him the next week so we formed a little bit of a bond this all sounds sort of very personal so that i'm more i care more about them being friends than players but he was both i mean i yeah, thought he was a great yeah. player worthy of more recognition than the, than he actually got and last year i met him with a mate and we went for a quiet lunch and then we had afternoon tea and it uh, it turned into late night drinks as well <laughs> uh that was a what you call a session anyway very nice man and really one of the pictures of the year was him embracing his son after oh. uh it's was chelsea wasn't it that he had this yeah. play again so that was that was lovely to see um it yeah it's nice to see it passed on in that way
0: yeah no it's yeah because you had that sort of sort of you know the person on the professional side it was a, you know he had so much sort of pride for his son playing in the premier league play but also playing for his, their club as well it was lovely weren't it it was yeah. just a yeah. really really nice thing and yeah you know, obviously when bill had had the stand named after him Alf did the pa you know and so yeah. Yeah. just shows you know and and you know for a person who's not from around these parts, he well he's hung about, and not he? he? Stayed <laughs> stayed yeah. around here. So uh, yeah. yeah, no bless him, no bless him. He still he's he's um his grandson goes to my daughter's. He's the same year with my daughter, and uh-huh. so yeah, so the the school fates, you know, he'll be there with his because his son runs a football academy as well. So yeah. he'll be there, sort of leaning against the goal, doing you know penalties and stuff. And it's all bless, you know, that's incredible. That he still does all that stuff, and I, I love him for that. All right, Al's Alves in, Bonzo, this is a formidable team, Matt. Um, Let's keep going. Who's next? Uh,
1: Robert Moore, OBE, who I'd be surprised if he wasn't in every team you've had over the last (laughs) 400 interviews, whatever you've done. Uh, What a player. I mean, I I did the film on him, Bobby, still on uh, Amazon. Watch that, I get about 3p if you watch it. Um, It's... uh, yeah, he was a hero. What a man on and off. What, what can you say really? Again, uh, I was lucky to have known him. Um, my dad was very close to him. They were mates, bearing up. And he used to come round to the house, uh, have a cup of tea or whatever. So I was age nine or so playing football in the back garden with England's World Cup winning captain, which was a, a, maybe something of a hate figure at school, uh, especially when I, Oh, well, I can't talk about the, the, how I used to wind people up with it. But yeah, so um, he was a lovely man. And I went on, I knew him all all through his life, really professionally and personally. And then I got to Sky. When it first started, I was doing sport on Sky News. And this would be in the very late 80s, early 90s. And they were looking around for someone to preview that week's fixtures, that weekend's fixtures. And I said, what about Bobby Moore? And I remember my boss saying to me, Bobby Moore, this bit old hat and knee. And I thought, right, that that's just so wrong, and that that stayed with me. And I, I thought, I'm going to do this film, and I'll put the record straight. Uh, and there's a lot of rubbish spoken about Bobby off the field, uh, which was all wrong. And I hope we disprove that in the film. And he was a proper gentleman. Whenever you know, he was always on duty, if you like. Whenever we came up to him, he, he spoke to them. He had time for everybody. And the one thing, I mean everybody knows the Bobby Moore story, so, the one thing that I should have put in the film and didn't is that when he was diagnosed with cancer and it was terminal, there was no help for him, he carried on going to see a specialist. He used to fly up to see a specialist in Edinburgh every week. And he carried on going so that the professor could carry on doing research on him to help others. And there was a, a bloke called Ted Croker, who was secretary of the FA, who had the same disease and uh, his son andrew is a mate of mine who told me that it was because of bobby that they worked out how to save his dad so he couldn't save himself but he helped others i mean it's just, just incredible incredible and um, why why he never became an ambassador why he never became what pelle was from brazil yeah. or Beckenbau was for the germans there's a few people in the fa you have some questions to answer there yeah. in fact just to waffle on we got greg dyke he was formerly um the boss of the fa to apologize on behalf of his four uh, pre predecessors about how they treated him so that was a, a result in yeah. uh, in one way anyway, Bobby Wall, peerless player uh, i used to love that he wasn't fast he couldn't tackle couldn't head the ball and he was still ahead of everybody else and i watched declan rice there's something about his gait about his unflappability and it is a way Surpass the ball he's not as good but he does remind me of him which is about as highest comfort higher compliment as you pay anybody
0: yeah no exactly uh, but, but 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 and some of the thing about deck from rice is I, I you know there's obviously at the moment there's this sort of you know frank lampard clearly wants him eventually maybe not this year i think because they've already got silver in um but you know want him as his center back but deck is a He's one of the best defensive midfielders, I think, in, in the game at the moment. I and mean, it's just be a loss to England if they, you know, if they put him in the centre back positions. But, um, yeah, they,
1: it, um... it, it, yeah. So, i he's, you know, he's, he's so young still, and yet he's yeah. taken off on his stride. And he can hit a ball as well. He scored some tasty goals. So, um, yeah, and he'll go whenever they all bloody go, don't they? Um, <laughs> as long as he doesn't, it looks like Chelsea. If you went to Spurs, that would be. Um,
0: yeah I right. don't feel go to Spurs no I think if he went to Spurs I think he's one of those also he's one of those players Decky's, that everyone sort of is would wish him well if he went everyone doesn't want him to go but you know everyone knows that he's sort of too good for us Re- really you know you know he's just he's on a, another level really I think yeah and, a bit similar to when we had that sort of golden era golden era, but obviously we had like Joe and Frank and I remember Glenn Johnson like debuting. And the first thing you think is, All right, well, he's gone in, in half of, you know 12 games time or 20 games time. Cause he's too good for us. And yeah. uh, it's a shame, but it is. Um, but I just think, I don't know. I've just got, I've just got an inkling with deck. I don't know. I think the bit, you know, ha- this under the tutelage of Mark Noble, you know, I, you know he's i mean mark has a lot of free passes with west ham fans you know he doesn't he might have a great game and another player might not have a great game but they'll get more stick than mark because he's mr west ham Mm. and to me i think deck sees that and oh you know if only if only we had another mr west Ham on our hands but um, we'll see we'll see it's a funny old funny old game as someone said once wasn't it so anything can happen right okay so bobby is in um or should be so bobby um who is next matt
1: uh Martin Peters. Oh. Um I mean I'm going through uh <laughs> how we won the World Cup, but uh he was a great player. Famously, Ramsey said of him, he's ten years ahead of his time and he was really class act. I felt really hurt when he went to Spurs. Mm. Um but you never know the circumstances. And I think that Moro would have gone to Spurs or Arsenal, uh given a chance. Um so you, you have to appreciate that even back then uh there were Bigger opportunities available to them, and what, but what a great player, what a lovely man, and uh, I remember again, it's a personal thing. I, I, I knew him uh, through my dad, um and I remember going to the Wellington Hospital a good few years ago, and I saw him coming out, um and I was going, and he said, "Hi, hey, Matthew, how are you?" I said, "Very well. I said, well." What are you doing here? I said, "Well, I've got this knee problem. Don't want to bore you, know." bother you about i did it on hackney marshes decades ago and it's never been right i, thought, I shut myself up so what are you doing here? oh just getting some tablets for my depression i thought what uh, i think well one i didn't know you had depression and two you shouldn't be telling me things like that so uh he wasn't very well at that time and then we interviewed him for the film and his agent who shall remain deservedly nameless said um yeah he'll do it he's fine uh, it'll be two grand though i said right that's not what it goes to martin mm-hmm. um and we set up to do the film and he came in he had no idea who i was no. uh he could barely remember i mean he just wasn't very well at all uh but he he'd come to do this not for the money and as i say, i'm not sure if we saw much of the money uh but he delivered one line which went into the film is that i i loved bobby Moore as a person as a man uh, that was the only line i think we used um but it was almost worth it so yes i mean he was a great player it was very sad um, the the way um it finished up
0: yeah i mean it was when we used to get him on the pitch at half time or we used to you know we get the old players out and um we'd always you know we wouldn't we deliberately would never really speak to martin because you didn't know whether he was going to have a good day or a bad day and yeah. and it's a yeah. shame because you know, he was such a lovely person when he, when he was having a good day. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. So Martin, and it's funny when you say, you know, <clears throat> Martin Peters, went, you know, it was, he went to Tottenham, as you said, Bobby might, may have easily gone to Spurs or Arsenal. And um, yeah, in the modern days of my era, you know, Scott Parker goes to Tottenham. He's vilified, you know, by many people, but yeah. you know, it, it's funny how sort of everything changes. Um, where it's all different eras, but, uh, I was talking to one guy and um, he only started supporting West Ham because of Martin Peters, um, because of the World Cup, because of, you know, 66. Oh, oh who's this guy? Oh, I like him. I'm gonna. What team does he play for? West Ham? Oh, I'm going to play for West Ham. And obviously, back in the day, if you missed, I don't know, the, the, the news or on the radio or the newspapers, you wouldn't know if players had moved from club to club. So his first game was in 1970, um, away to Tottenham. And he didn't know that Martin Peters had moved to Tottenham. And so he, he got the team sheet at the back of the program. He's like, what? You know, but um, he stayed with them ever since. And he's, come, and he's the, um, the match day announcer at West Ham. And he has been for many years, Martin, bless him. Um, but uh, no, God bless. So um, we'll put Peters in. Who is next? Matt?
1: Um, well, I had the choice here. This be for the old farts or, or the new every grade. I mean, um, the old farts, me included, would have gone for... Pop Robson, Brian Robson, uh, you know, featured in that time when I was covering the, the team week in, week out, and he was a great player. I mean, scored some fantastic goals. Uh, and I it's I'm not even sure it was the right position, but anyway, this is the one that I I struggled over. So it's either him or DiCanio yeah. um, that I put in there. But you know, everybody knows about De Canio. what a player he was. It was brave in a way of Harry to take him on. It was. Um uh, I mean, on that instant where he, he pushed the referee over, and the referee went down in instalments, so I didn't think it made it any easier for him. Um, but he was a character and a half. Uh, I used to—I remember what—it got nothing to do with football. But after a game once, I managed to get myself into the the club car park, which was, you know, a rare honour. Yeah. Uh, and I left, and Mark um, uh, Decanio lived not far from my mother in Loughton, in Essex. So I decided I would follow him. Yeah. um see if he knew a quick way around he did know a quick way around we went through two no entries and one red light um <laughs> and i shouldn't have followed him because i suspect if either of us got pulled up there's only one of us that would have got away with it and it wouldn't yes. have been me um but yeah well, fantastic fantastic goal scorer um and the sort of person that you would literally pay to go and see oh, yeah. uh, and it, you know that he was he was a proper west Ham player in a way um skill talent prone to the odd laps here and there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah it's Pop and, and Cano sharing a place I don't know couldn't choose between them no worries no props no worries at all
0: yeah no uh, I used to remember seeing So I used to live in Loughton as well so I used to love seeing occasionally you'd see him go past in his car <laughs> like you know it was him just because he was uh, and it's funny Some so many people say that yes individual individual Cano stories and you know where people have interviewed him for fanzines and stuff and that's why everyone's brilliant every story there's one where where he was out, you know, a guy was outside Chattel Heath waiting for, you know, he wasn't playing, um, so he was he was training there. And, and all he could hear was the Paolo Di Canio song being whistled for about 40 minutes. Yeah. And then Paolo walks out in the from the shower, it was him, singing his own bloody song for 40 <laughs> minutes in, in a towel, and like, another towel draped over him and flip-flops, you know, just about to get into his car and drive home. But uh, no, I love Paolo. No, he said he was... It, and he had a little bit of craziness that every West Ham fan likes. Yeah, I, wish you, I
1: think you need to support West oh. Ham. Play for him. Yeah. yeah, let alone play It'll for me,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll put uh, we'll put put a Pop slash Paulo in for that position. Who's next, then, Matt?
1: Uh, so trevor Brooking. Yep. Um, just a marvellous, marvellous player. Got two A levels, which made him intelligent, apparently. But uh, again, as a man, he's uh. A tremendous example you, you see him now he talked to anybody it quite um what's the word he's not vain in any way mm. uh, but what a great player now when he and devonshire were in their pomp it was a thing of beauty uh, and i can't explain it properly uh, to people who weren't there but you know used to get really you just knew that they were to roast people between them mm. um and one of my favorite ever games was the eintracht frankfurt one which trevor you know pretty much ran yeah. uh and i, I just like the way that um he, he, it was about football with him he could have gone into business i mean he became a successful business lastly but he could have done so many things but it was pretty much the love of the game for him it wasn't be all at end all but he just mm-hmm. loved it uh and he was so disciplined so you know he isn't he west ham's most successful manager when he, when he took
0: up his <laughs> win rate is yeah something like yeah. that yeah 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 uh, yeah
1: but a, uh, a great example and he still goes there and sits in that board sits in that director's box and he, he is a, a rare touch of class
0: in that particular gathering
1: mm,
0: yeah 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 I and mean, it's important that he's still around definitely because i just think he, he legitimizes things doesn't he to some extent yeah. as well and uh, yeah a lovely guy you know beautiful man as everyone says uh right so trev is in uh next
1: well, i mentioned alan demshire so he goes in there and i delight in telling people that he's my favorite ever player because if people or you know they, they think that's an unusual choice but again what a great player and you know it's it's so upsetting in a way that he could have been so much better were it not for the injuries but just a brilliant i mean when he got the ball it was a bit like best in the old times he knew uh he was going to hang on to it and do something special um it's an old-fashioned word dribbling but he could dribble yes um i'm um, you know i go back to chelsea and charlie cook who could dribble it's it's one of the most thrilling parts of a football match it's seeing someone take someone on and then yes. another person uh uh it, you know he was great um and as i say in tandem with brooking an absolute delight so yeah I, I um i think they're great and uh, i i just
0: wish there was enough video
1: around to show people how good
0: they were yeah of course yeah it's that time isn't it unfortunately um but also i think for me it's like what i've appreciated a lot more is obviously because people talk about devonshire and and brooklyn people are in same in so so high steam um so personally obviously we know we know him as a you know the legend so to speak but actually personally i've obviously watched a lot more footage in lockdown as you can do um because you you know once tiger king's been watched there's nothing else to watch really and obviously bobby on, on, on amazon prime um and uh and just you know they were doing they were just beautiful players on absolutely horrific pitches. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just like absolute. Yeah. You know, it was just almost like sand. It was just sand. There wasn't that. I watched that Chelsea because we interviewed Frank um Macker and he said, oh, you know, we talking about the Chelsea game when they beat Chelsea four 0 away, and he said go and watch it and look at the state of the pitch. And I watched the whole. I was like, that is incredible how they can play yeah. such beautiful football on absolute bogs of pitches you know what would yeah. they do on the bowling greens of you know the Premier League now being absolutely incredible and vice versa you know the sort of the, the flashy players now you know they wouldn't be able to do it on those pitches that's for sure
1: yeah the, the one a little story about Deb is that he's now a manager as you know and yes. he was manager at Villa which was a problem for him because he lived in Hampton yes. at the time which is about you know that's the worst journey in the world to get across town or around town to get yeah. to work every day and he can't drive. He can't drive. No. So his wife had to drive him every day, hang around for a bit, go shopping or whatever, and then pick him up and drive back again. This was not a good state of affairs until Alan had a brainwave. He signed a striker from Hampton and got him <laughs> to drive him in every day. is a of so genius
0: well, well not, only, not only can't he drive he can't do he can't figure out how to do zoom so his wife had to do it when we interviewed him bless him all right <laughs> and i just had 10 minutes of his wife phoning up it's not working okay we well, yeah. put this one in and all but it well,
1: no, was bright in other ways We could oh, find zoom, but none of us could have done what he
0: did yeah for, and for five grand from um from what's name South, it was absolutely mental yeah. um okay right uh, i think there's there's one more spot
1: yes Whoever well, goes to Jeff Hurst. I mean, I think so, him yeah. all my choices are fairly obvious. Um, Jeff, who won the, the World Cup for England and West Ham. I mean, it's one of the the, the biggest. How is it that we had those three players? I and mean, we didn't win in the league.
0: No, nah, it was yeah, six the following year. Yeah, yes.
1: But he was um old style, obviously, but a proper centre forward. Great header of the ball, great shot on him. Um, you know, just a, 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 a marvellous player for England and, and for West Ham. Um, and he's, he's of the World Cup, surviving World Cup players, England players, he's the fittest by country mile. Mm. Um, still looks good. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I could say I'm, I'm mentioning players that people know all about anyway. So, what can I add to it? But yeah, but no, at least, it's not yeah.
0: because again, yeah. it's 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 a generational thing, as we were saying before, you know. So, it's like for me, you know, I love listening to the more experienced fans because I haven't lived through any of that. Yeah. Any of that. And, and you, you can see, you know, you get told things and you see stuff on YouTube, but listening to people's recollections and personal stories, I think mean, that's why we, I mean, we don't have just West Ham fans. I've, I've you know, the other day, messages from arsenal and tottenham and chelsea fans who don't have anything like this like and so they're saying thank you for lockdown you know sort of, it's nice to listen to stories even if it's not about our club and stuff and um, yeah. and that's why people love it but uh no because you know my, none of those are in my team obviously because i never saw any of them mm. um and, uh, and and that's what's great about this and um matt it's been lovely i told you 45 minutes and i had two minutes to spare well done too bad
1: yeah thank you. absolutely <laughs> you didn't have any breaks either well done
0: no 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 all all done through so thank you so much for your time man i really really appreciate it i know you're busy i know there's lots of documentaries you're working on and stuff as well uh the cantonal is the cantonal one coming up it's, in. Uh,
1: it's one on united the united way with uh cantona eric cantona that comes out early next year um Brilliant. yeah that's quite good that's quite good there we go
0: so thank you matt and obviously thank you to everyone for watching or listening on spotify or whatever as well whatever you watch or listening to it make sure you subscribe and, and share it uh, and don't forget to check out uh, blaze tv for the old ray winston sicily it's really really good the first episode was really good last on, on monday um and until next time for me and matt's take care everyone stay safe come on you wines and we'll see you again very very soon see you later everyone take care
1: sports social podcast network